0: options out there for you to start your very own podcast. Well, um, too many choices. Well, it leads to overwhelm and paralysis. Be paralyzed no longer because I'm going to give you the shortcut to figuring out what equipment you need to get to start your very own show. So you want all the details? Well, you know the drill. You're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. This is episode 57, where we're continuing the whole series on podcasting ABCs. And today we are on E, and E is for equipment. So today I'm going to give you all the details on what the best equipment is for you to get started on your very own show or podcast and to help me do that here today will be Rick Moscozo my producer who's always in the production room making this whole um set go round so thank you to him and he'll you'll be seeing him later on the show we want a dialogue we want to hear all your thoughts so put those in the comments put them in the, the 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 comments here so we can go ahead and answer your questions and talk about what you guys think when it comes to equipment, uh, when you are live streaming or creating your own show. So, you know, the Waste Up Wardrobe podcast is designed to help you dominate from behind the desk we want to have you have an ultra professional um virtual office where you can live stream from work from or podcast from and that is the whole objective of the show so you'll find in all the 57 episodes that we've had to date every one of these episodes It is a step closer for you to dominate from behind the desk. And many of my um, listeners have asked, "How, how do I start? Where do I start when it comes to podcasting? And so we're taking you step by step through the process of how to build your very own show. And, um, today focusing on equipment, because that is such an important thing that is easy to fix and easy to acquire, um, is, um, uh, I'm going to be walking you through every piece of equipment you actually need to really put on a very successful show. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is sound. As you know, sound is the most important thing when it comes to doing a live video. Because sometimes, even though people might be, you know, watching a visual um, show, sometimes they'll turn off the, the image and all they'll do is listen to the audio. In that case, you have to always make sure that your audio is really optimum, that it is great, that you have really invested in a mic that really works uh, flawlessly. So, when it comes to sound, there are two options for mics and you know, I know Rick has a has a real strong opinion about this. Um and one of the first ones is the Yeti mic. The Yeti mic is so cool cuz it looks really cool, it's a good quality mic. Um, and it comes in all these different colors and Rick will put up a picture of one and well, we're going to be putting the links to all these equipment pieces in the comments so that you can see what we're talking about. So that's the Yeti mic, as you could see on the screen, and it comes in a black, but it also comes in different color variations to align with your brand. So it's a little bit more of a visual, fancy mic. Um, it works uh, well, and it had. The, it comes in blue, and red, and white, so it really is cool. And it even comes in a silver, so that is one mic that I've recommended a lot for somebody who wants something that's super aesthetic. Um, but there's also, and you'll find the links in the um, in the in the chat here for you to click on and to. Um, to, to purchase if you wished. Um, and so the next mic I'm gonna recommend is one that Rick really, he also recommends, and uh, I'll have him come up here and talk about it as well. It's called the Rode mic. Uh, and we'll put a picture of the Rode mic in the chat. And hi, Rick, how are hey, you?
1: I am doing great, thank
0: yeah. you. Yeah, I know you're partial to the Rode. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I started with Rode in all my video production just because there's such a huge choice of mics. And then as we transitioned into into live streaming, uh, I found that there was also some really good options that they had. And podcasters would frequently use their USB mics. Um, there were some other high-end ones. But the one that I found, and I know Christine is using that, if you could hold it up, is the, yeah. um, is the Rode NT... NT USB Mini, and this is a very, very good uh, production mic for podcasting or live streaming. It's very inexpensive at just under a hundred bucks. It is to your computer, and uh, it pick the fidelity of this of, of this mic is is really really good, and it's flexible because the base. If you look at the picture there, uh, the base is actually magnetic, so it it comes off. That base can actually be screwed onto. Uh, a boom mic similar to what I'm using, right yeah, can you um, show us
0: what you got going there with your mic? yeah, let me see how do
1: we let me take let me take this off so if you look at my mic i'm uh I'm on a boom yeah, it's just out of camera and it's just hanging here, and I've gone to this it, normally it was coming from underneath and just the, the mic was popping up here, but uh I've been trying a couple different things, so this is a boom mic. Or this is a boom that's holding my mic. This is not a Rode mic, but this is a high, this is a uh, studio, um, sure, um, pretty high end mic. It's about four hundred dollars. It's the uh, SMB seven, uh, and you'll see a lot of. Podcasters uh, use this type of mic. I know there's a lot of uh, shows, radio shows, that will use this just because it's a high fidelity type of mic, and I like the the richer sound. So you can hear as I'm speaking, you know, next to it, it's very, very rich uh, in in fidelity, and that's kind of like the sound that I'm looking for. So, uh, regardless of what type of mic that you you do get, though, um, you really should invest in some sort of High-fidelity mic, like the, like the, uh, U, uh, the Rode um, USB Mini, uh, at a minimum. Don't rely on the mic that's coming from your computer um, or from your phone, whatever you're, whatever you're broadcasting from, because, like Christine said, uh, sound is paramount when you're podcasting, whether it's a, a, just an audio. Obviously, if, if it's an audio podcast, then sound is even more important. But it, for a video... Uh, broadcast, sound is, is even more important than the video itself, because not only will people tune out on the video, because they'll be multitasking while they listen to the show, but you can have the best video camera, right, high-end production camera, showing the best image of whatever you, of your set, but if your sound sucks, and if it's really bad and scratchy, and it sounds like... Remember the day when you had a VCR camera and it's the, the camera was standing on a, a tripod, like 10-15 feet away? Right. Yeah. Imagine. And then you, you remember how the sound sounded like from that because the mic's 10 or 15 feet away. So you get the whole room ambiance going on and it's just very distracting. Same thing goes for podcasting. If you don't have, uh, if you have a mic that's on the camera, on a webcam or on a computer, that's a couple feet away from you. Well, guess what? You're going to pick up ambiance, uh, throughout the room, because especially if you're talking into a computer, um, and and sorry to go on in this, but I think this is important because I'm talking into two 27-inch monitors here They're, that's glass fronts. And if I didn't have uh, a mic like this that was close in close proximity to my mouth, if I was using the computer um, uh, mics, I would get all kinds of sound reflection from these two glass monitors. And it, it would not sound the best. And, and for me, sound is very, very important. And it should be for you, too, especially if you want to sound professional.
0: Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, that is the one number one thing that can turn somebody off of listening to a recording. Right. If they can if they can't see you, that's not as critical as if they can't hear you. Clearly, because that can be very disruptive and distracting. So that's why your sound is so important, um, especially too if you're putting these on iTunes. You don't want to have bad sound. You know, it's not really ideal. So yeah, so the Rode mic is excellent, and we're going to be putting that as well in the um, in the comment box for you to. Um, you know, to refer to, to look at, to see what, while you're shopping for that optimum sound, it is definitely worth looking at these. And you know what? I've done so much research with the help of Rick, and just you know have having been podcasting for uh, fifty seven weeks. I started out with a mic that was as adequate, but it wasn't ideal. And then I switched to the road mic, so it does make a difference, and it's a definitely a worthy investment. And you know, it is. It's not. So prohibitive cost wise, just under a hundred dollars is very uh, reasonable for a quality mic. The next thing I want to move into is camera. Okay, so if uh, you know if the mic is the most important thing, um to your podcasting the next most important thing is the camera especially, especially if you're uh, having a visual interaction a visual you know virtual office where you have to be on camera and see others and they see you or if you're streaming a, a visual show and we have really done a lot of um, digging and really the most popular the best camera we have found on the market is the Logitech camera and um, they have different versions of them, but you'll see here on the um, screen that we have the Logitech C922 Pro, which actually is, I believe, the most up-to-date version of it. It is also a really perfect price point. It's just under $100 again, but it works beautifully. You will see the difference. It's like night and day. Coupled with the Logitech camera is an app that you can download from Logitech.com uh, where you can actually use the app to enhance the brightness um, and some of the features of how you're showing up on camera to get a wide screen and so forth. So many of the people that I've worked with that have um, that have opted for this camera uh, really enjoy having that. Um, that app because it really makes life so much easier and it actually enhances the visual picture. So, uh, Rick, uh, we I would love to get your take on camera because I mean, this is like right up your alley just being in the audio visual world. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on this camera and why you think this is such a great one.
1: Well, this is uh, Logitech has always had really good cameras. I have, I'm using a C920, an earlier version, it's an HD. Um, 1080p camera, really high fidelity, and it's uh, they're, they've been known amongst podcasters or live streamers to be to be the gold standard in in mm-hmm. live streaming. So, I, I I haven't I have another studio setup with a mirrorless camera, but I typically right now I'm not broadcasting with it because I when as I coach. Um, clients I, I want them to be able to see what I'm using especially when I'm teaching them to use what I'm using right and so yeah um, so I, I stick with my Logitech C920 it's really good uh, in fact if you can find it out there there's uh they, they're really good value they're uh, typically I think I've seen them as low as 60 bucks but 80 60 to 80 dollars you can find them um, even if they're refurb, they're they're well worth the investment because they're 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 inexpensive and, like I said, they've been the gold standard for for a long time.
0: Yeah, and the idea here today is to really give you the gold standard to give the audience the gold standard on what equipment to use, but also to, uh, you know, to we're, I mean, these are very cost effective for the quality. You're getting your biggest bang for your buck. So, Rick, really quick on that on the camera. Um, does the, does this camera work with most computers, how, do, or say somebody's streaming from an iPad, could you use a camera with that or you ha- are you limited?
1: Yeah, you're, you, you can use this on a Mac or you can use it on a PC. Uh, as long as it has a USB input, then you can use it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have an iPad, for example, um, you cannot plug in directly to it. Um, they have an okay camera that's on there. It's pretty decent and, and. and um, you can use it, you know, every once in a while if you need to while you're on the road. The thing I haven't tried though, I was just thinking about this, is that they do have a uh, a lightning. And I don't remember what the newer iPad connectors are called, but the um, uh, older versions have a lightning port where you could plug in a USB um, um, hub that mm. would accept a, a USB connector, which is required for the Logitech. So. Um, I have seen, actually, I take that back. I did one with a customer uh, with her iP- iPad Pro, and she wanted to stream with her Logitech C922. And we had to, all we had to do is get a hub, and, and everything was fine.
0: Like an adapter of some yeah. kind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's another thing that we could probably add to our list that we don't have now, but we'll add to the list that the, the adapter works because sometimes, too, if you have a air uh, MacBook air, you don't have enough um, ports to plug everything you need in, you know, potentially you need your, your charger, you know, you need the, ju- you know, the charger to the computer, you need the camera, you need the headphones, you need the mic. So sometimes there's not enough. So you would need that adapter. And we can put that into the, um, to the, to the comments to help people kind of explore that. So, you know, Do people, well, and Rick, this is a question for you actually. Do people use their phones to stream? Is that ideal or like say they're limited by that?
1: You know, it's, that's an interesting question, right? Because (laughs) starting off, don't get intimidated by all this tech, all this gear that you think you have to invest in. You know, if you have a really good idea that you want to talk about, then just start streaming on your phone it's, yeah. or doing, you know, even if it's just Facebook, uh, uh, videos or Facebook live, there's nothing wrong with that, but with using your phone, you remember way back, um, yeah. when, when I first met you, I put you on the spot and we started doing Facebook lives at a uh, Starbucks or something like that. And, and, and I was using my phone to broadcast on and, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's baby steps, right? Right. You, as you get more in the rhythm, you get more comfortable with the, the with your show then just take baby steps to upgrade it with, um, with, with technology. With obviously a mic first, and then a camera. Uh, but uh, with, with as far as a phone, he, uh, there was a scenario that I was talking to some uh, a client a while ago that I had, and they had really bad internet service. Um, they could only get. DSL because they were out in the middle of the the country, right? They didn't have cable. They could get DSL, and and all of us know that if you have DSL, you might as well just send a letter because it'll get there faster than the <laughs> signal from a DSL line. So I I said, well, how's your how's your phone service, right? And he goes, oh yeah, it's spotty. I have five I have five bars, and so I had them. Well, I said, in a pinch, let's just do this. You can you have a choice. You can either you can either broadcast from your phone since you have a strong signal out there, or you can use your phone as a hotspot um, and tether your computer to your phone hotspot and broadcast that way. And so, uh, because of, again, because of their location, they had to improvise and they ended up using both methods to broadcast their show. And and fortunately for them, they were using uh, a web-based uh, software like, like we are here with StreamYard. So there wasn't a big, dra- uh, big drain on their computer, um, and they didn't really have to worry about the horsepower of their computer. Uh, but the broadcast was, was fine. They were, they were primarily on solo. So, they didn't have to worry about bringing somebody else in and 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 dragging the the signal down anymore, but uh, everything went with a hitch and 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 they're still, I think to this day um still broadcasting either tethered or tethered to their hotspot or doing it if they have to on their phone,
0: yeah, that's being resourceful right there, right? Mm-hmm. And so there is a way. It's just a matter of being creative and really trying to create the optimum conditions for where you are streaming from. So that that's excellent. Next, I wanna talk about lights, right? We definitely, so if, if, you know, if the first step is really making sure you have good sound and then the second step is to make sure you have a good camera, then um, you really need to be lit <laughs> well, because otherwise, you know, um, you don't want to have uh, distracting shadows or lighting. And for that, The number one light, if you're going to invest in just one light, that would be the, um, the single, um, you know, um, light that like I use, it's a circular light in front of me and we'll get a picture up of that and the link in the comments and, um, it's the ring light. I don't know. I was blanking out on the name. It's a ring light, not a circular light. Um, and um this really is the number one piece of lighting that you would need because that you know you can do a lot of things with it. It brightens and go and and you could change the volume of the light. You can make it lighter or darker, and you also get. These panels that you can add, maybe go a little bit more of a yellow light or more of a blue light, depending on which panels you use. So also really, really important to make sure that you have some decent lighting, lighting up your face. And so that would be the number one light you need. Now, if you wanted to do go a little deeper and create sort of a three point lighting where you're being lit at 45 degree angles from the sides as well, the other piece of lighting you want to invest in is the um, Elgato. And Rick is very passionate about the Elgato light. And we're going to show you a picture of it and have him talk about it. Because the wonderful thing, I think what makes the Elgato light so great is it really diffuses the light. It's um, And it ge- it's, so- it's soft. It's not like a concentrated light. And the Elgato light um, you can buy that on amazon amazon and it's called the Elgato key light air and um, it comes on a stand or you can get it in in clamp with clamps on the bottom and it can clamp to your desk so, in any case, um, I want I, I would love for yeah, there's the one with the clamp. And you see how you don't really need the the pads. If you don't want to put it on the ground, you can put it on your table depending on um if you have space on the ground or not. And so Rick, I know the Elgato, you're very passionate about these lights because they are such a high quality light. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it and why you think they're so um so great? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, these are great uh, LED lights. Um, I wish I would have known about these before I got the lights that I have, but I had some video lights. They're LED panels. I think they're 10,000. I can't remember how many uh, little LEDs are in it, but they're great for what I'm using here. And I've got three-point lighting. I've got a key, I've got a fill light, and then up on top of me is a uh, hair light. That separates me from the background. So the Elgato lights, though, let's go to those. And um, these are great lights because number one, they can work on any any uh, computer, whether it's a Mac or a or a PC. They're independent of that. Uh, this particular one, the Elgato Key Air, is a think of it as a a, a desktop lamp, right? So it has a desktop um, stand that sits on your sits on your sits on your desk and uh if you have a big enough desk that's then that's fine one one is sufficient i usually recommend two so you're lit both at the 45s and uh, you know if you want to learn more about the elgato lights like this this air then go to their site at elgato.com you can see some of the lighting schemes that they have some of the other products uh that they have and uh the other thing that they have is now this is a little bit more expensive because it's a stronger light um, and this yeah. is the Elgato key light and this is a LED panel it's bigger than the um than the air uh, but if you're restricted in on the space on your desk and you do have a lip uh, behind the desk or someplace where you can clamp it to, then it does have a table clamp that you can um, that you can use to mount this it also has accessories um. Let's say you have a type of desk where you, there's no place to clamp to. They're, they have uh, stands that this will adapt to, and you can adapt it to a floor stand. So the light will actually go up to—I uh, think it's a little over five feet tall. Is, Isn't—is that what you recall? Yeah, I think it was something exactly. like that.
0: Yeah. And
1: so that sits nicely on the floor. Uh, and what I see people do is they'll use this key light, the big, the bigger key light as the main light, and then the um, uh, the air as a Uh, fill light, right, for the other side. But it. regardless if you have one or two, just move it around to where you're illuminated the best, where you have good illumination. I typically don't like too much straight on because then you tend to look a little flat. Um, The ring light certainly... Uh, overcomes a lot of that because that light kind of wraps around you a little bit more, and so it is a softer presentation. But again, this is this is probably the lights are probably the second next to camera um, your your second point of upgrading uh, for your podcasting system.
0: Yes, exactly. And so there's so many great options, right? And you don't have to invest in three lights or four lights, right? You can start with the ring light, that front lighting, and then maybe one Elgato light, and then just layer on the lighting. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just take baby steps. Yes, it is. It's baby steps so you can get started, right? We don't want people to feel that paralysis of like, oh, where do I start? Or how come there's so many options? This really the show is really designed so that if you wanted the best in each of these categories of equipment, you have it really just spelled out for you. It's like a checklist. So, so take advantage of it. Okay. Um, The next thing you need to consider is ear headphones or earbuds. So I have earbuds in my ears and I'm going to just quickly take it out. They are clear. And um, that's why most people can't really notice that I have them on and I have them draped behind me. So um, I love them. I love them because um, they're clear. So you don't, see them right um even if and they're just hidden and they are um very easy to put on they are very lightweight i don't even really they don't bother me at all in any way and um they're just seamless so i prefer that over a headset rick what do you use
1: i use the same ones these are the uh the m6s excuse me (coughs) these are the m6s they're black though so they match my hair. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I love them too. I mean, I used to wear these gaming headsets. yeah, uh, or studio these studio uh, over the ear. these are over the ear um, headphones. So when I when I edit, um, I tend to use these because they they noise cancel a little bit better, plus I can hear really subtle. Um, sounds um, if, if that's necessary but for production wise for live streaming or for podcasting these are great they yeah. they fit right in your ear perfectly they isolate uh, the sound you can hear all the little nuances that are going on when, when you're speaking or when you're speaking with your guests and I, I think it's necessary and the reason why we, we this is important to have um, isolated sound in your ears is that if you are using, uh, if you don't have a, a, a mic, for example, like a, like a USB mini, and you're using the mic that's on your webcam or that's on your computer, um, think about it. So that mic is picking up ambient sound from the speakers from your computer, right? And so not only will you get sound reflection off the glass, you'll get sound reflection. You could get echoing, um, you get into this Echo loop that I'm sure all of you have heard, yeah. uh, because the sound is reverberating and it's kind of making this this round and round thing. So I typically will coach people to just get the earbuds, get them isolated, um, and that way there's no feedback echo loop that's going on. Because every once in a while we'll have a guest on the show, they may have um, their they may not have uh, earbuds or, or headphones, and you can hear the echo that happens because they're listening to what Christine's saying, and that's coming out of their speakers, which is feeding back into their mic, and then it's feeding into the production, and then it just it's just not a, it's not a clean signal that comes through.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so that is why, again, that goes back to how important audio is when it comes to recording and video streaming. You want to make sure you have the isolated sound going right into your hearing. So that is, that is really, thank you for explaining why that's important. Cause a lot of people ask me, why do I need that? And so I think it's really good to educate everybody about why that's important. Cause when we know why we really, it kind of convinces us that, yeah, maybe we should invest it. And these are so inexpensive. They're like $15 on Amazon The link is in the feed here. And so, yeah, check it out. And I really love my clear ones because I don't want to, I don't want it to show. And I can understand why you wear black ones. So it works, works really good. So. One of the things I want to conclude with in terms of this is not really equipment, but it is such an important thing that you should consider when you're setting up your show is your Internet connection. We've talked about this in the past at some other prior shows, but Internet connection is so key because the worst thing that can happen is if you're interviewing a guest and all of a sudden the signal drops or you don't have a good connection. And it really does impact the show uh, in a negative way. And it's you know something we can avoid. And the one most clear way to avoid this is to be uh, hardwired right into your w- router with an ethernet cable. And that's what I did because I knew I'd be podcasting for a long time. You know, there are other solutions and Rick can definitely speak to those because I, I really, he's again, a wealth of information on this, um, but the ethernet cable is something that is very easy to get and you can plug right into your router. So Rick, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, solutions for, you know, unstable or bad connection? I mean, you just, you talked about one, like, you know, you said that you had a client um, that had to like, uh, use the hotspot from their phone, but any other thoughts on that?
1: Well, when I checked somebody's in Ethernet connection, or more specifically, their speed, right? I, I want to know how, first of all, how fast is their internet? And so I have them do a speed test. And anyone can do a speed test. You just go uh, to speedtest.net. It'll give you uh, a couple of numbers. It'll give you the download speed, which is awesome because, you know, internet providers, ISPs will sell you on. How much data they can download well for live streaming that really doesn't matter it's the upload speed that you're concerned with you want to have it at the fastest you can get so uh, for instance i think cox has their um uh their basic and i can't remember but i think it their basic is 10 meg 10 megabytes per second up which is fine which is which is fine if you can get it faster great i know places that have uh fiber Uh, Like AT and T fiber, and I'm, you know, we're we don't we're not promoting AT and T or anything. (laughs) I just know they have fiber, and because I've used it in the past in the neighborhood I used to live in, and it was smoking fast. Uh, So wherever you can get access to fiber, that's great. I mean, we had uh, 150, no, we had like 500, uh, uh, almost a gigabyte. Download speed and 500 upload speed, so it's super, super fast, and that will certainly be, um, will will show up in the way your feed broadcasts out to Facebook or to YouTube, um, from your from your computer. Then from that point, okay, so once it hits the house, that's one thing. Once it hits the house, uh, now you go from your router to your computer, right? And it could yeah. be, and it, it could be your Wi-Fi router. Uh, or it could be a hardwired router, like through Ethernet. So if it's, it's amazing because people just kind of take uh, Wi-Fi for granted. It's like, oh yeah, I'm connected fine. And, and then we find out during the production that no, it's not fine because it keeps dropping during the production, and and it just you just run into all kinds of problems. So the closer you can be, if 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 you can only do Wi-Fi, then get as close to your router, your Wi-Fi um, router that you can. To keep the integrity of the signal, because throughout the day, Wi-Fi can fluctuate. Right, it can drop. The signal can, uh, the the actual source signal from your ISP can be unstable. Number one, and that'll transmit into bad Wi-Fi, you know, on your end. So just get as close as you can. I know there's systems out there where you can get the uh, mesh that'll that'll spread out the signal throughout the house and keep the integrity. Uh, of the signal no matter what room that you're in. So you may want to look into that if you're having problems with Wi-Fi. But Christine alluded to the best solution, and that's to be hardwired to, to your router with an Ethernet cable. And so that's the most reliable you Take away any problems with Wi-Fi if you're hardwired to the router, and 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 that's definitely. I mean, early on, uh, that that's basically saved uh, uh, several shows in the beginning because it's like we were struggling with Christine's Wi-Fi in the beginning because we weren't getting the most solid um, solid Wi-Fi signal. Theirs is zoned throughout the house, and so and then you had a couple of different Wi-Fi um, trans or receivers, and so you weren't always picking up the right one, and so it yeah. was just really confusing. Uh, so, yeah. if at all possible, hardwire with Ethernet.
0: Yes, that trumps everything, right? That is mm. the best way to do it. Well, I mean, here we we this was a technical show. I mean, really telling everybody about the things they need to to really start the show in terms of equipment but it's a necessary show right it's the things that you don't you know you don't want to you don't want to spend time shopping for the things that you think are you know would work you you kind of want the shortcut and so this whole episode was designed to give you the shortcut and the checklist for all the equipment pieces you need to get started. Again, remember with lighting, you can layer it. You don't have to have all the different lights, but this gives you, you know, the level one, level two, level three um, checklist for, for equipment. So um, with the hashtag equip and shine, you can drop that into the comment box and both Rick and I will jump on a call and help you figure out your equipment situation. So if you are interested in getting on a call with us, um, we can really help you dial in the equipment that you need for your very own show with the hashtag Equip and Shine. Okay. Well, as you know, we wrap up every Waste Up Wardrobe episode with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And the number one takeaway here is remember, the audio. Audio is so important. It's the most important thing you can pay attention to when you are live or you're streaming or you're creating a show because most people if they don't even if they don't watch the show, they're definitely going to listen to it. And not hearing it well enough or having distracting sounds in it or not having a good mic can really turn them off of the show. Tips, remember, go back to the show and listen to all the, the the. look at this as a checklist where you can actually use this episode as a checklist for your shopping, uh, your shopping equipment list. Okay. And finally an action item, you know, download the show notes from this episode because that will serve as your checklist and go ahead and get started so thank you for joining us here today on waste up wardrobe episode 57 join us next week at the same time same place where we will continue our podcasting series with um f and f is for flow it's for show flow so join us next week again and bring a friend